Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. And so it's like, okay, I'm, 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 Greg's bringing in these songs. They're really cool. They're not as complicated as I thought. It's I'm thinking, well, I only know how to write punk songs. So now I'm going to write these rock songs. How do you do that? But I realized pretty quickly that it's the same thing, you know? Um, but yeah, that was, that was, um, I lost my train of thought, so. Well, I, you know, <laughs> no, 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 but you said something. Was there at all that spark doing Lidsville, that newness that you talked about? Was there at all that spark that recalled the van, the guy slamming in the van and bad religion? Like, like that earliness was, did you ever feel that way in there once you started Lidsville in those early days of, uh, of that band? Yeah, I might have. It's, it's different. It, it was like, um, hold on a second. Let me, um. Oh, yeah, do your thing. Well, why is the door open? We love dogs. I don't know what. Hold on, <laughs> hold on one second. Sorry, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask him about the pictures. You guys see them in this thing? Those pictures behind him. I wanna, I wanna ask him about that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh no, no, my you're son, fine. My son ran out the front door. He's eight years old. So. Oh hey, no hey, we no no no. That's uh, we can't have that. He's safe. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. Back, okay. back on back in action. Yeah. So it was as far as Lizville, it was it was interesting because it's like what there's a. It seemed like there was more possibilities. Now that it's like okay, we're creating this music that's very different. It's not so like, in the punk scene, you're like, you don't care about becoming successful or making money or turning it into a career. It was just about expressing yourself. Now, we're, we're expressing ourselves in the hopes to make records that are a little bit more appealing to more people and potentially make a career out of it. So it's a different mindset. Um, and the music was... Uh, it seemed like there was more variety. It didn't have to be all hard and fast. It could be, you know, you could have upbeat songs, you could have ballads, you could have whatever, you could sing about whatever. It wasn't so narrow. Um, so that was exciting to kind of learn that stuff, you know? So then how out of that, I mean, the, the, and this was well after Lidsville, because I know that there was uh, there was J-Rod and there was, and there was some other bands. Right. How... You know, wait, wait, a crash cart? Yeah, can do ten. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm familiar. How <laughs> does, um, how does the alligators happen? Like, was that just 
we love Roger. Roger loves us. It's been a long time. This is going to happen now, kind of, kind of thing. How that happened was um, the we were uh, getting ready for the instead. Uh, we we decided to do those reunion shows in two thousand four. The record come out, and so now the instead guys are getting together. And uh, I had had conversations with Roger a few years prior to that about talking about doing a side musical project at the time. And he's like, sure, yeah, that sounds good. And so now I had an opportunity because now I have guys that I could play with right here and I had songs that I wrote. So I had um, said, you know, let me teach you guys a few songs here. And I, I kind of shared with them what I was planning on doing with it. Anyways, um, uh, so we, I, I taught him like three songs and I said, we're going to do this thing and Roger's going to sing on it. So like, just help me record the music and we're going to, and then I'm going to have Roger sing on these songs. It's not going to be instead, but it's, you know, it's hardcore thing. And since we're rehearsing for instead, we could be in here, do our instead rehearsal at the end of the night. I'll teach you these alligator songs and then eventually we'll record them. And, um, and Steve was uh, in contact with Paul Miner at the time. And so it was like, a, make a phone call, have him come down here with a laptop and we'll record these songs. Are you, um, and you guys just released something, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. We or, did. Or... We actually just made a new album during this whole pandemic lockdown. Um, we were like um, bored and uh, angry. So <laughs> we decided, well, why not? We, you know, Roger couldn't travel anywhere and he was normally traveling with Agnostic Front. And, um, I had collected some more songs and we thought, let's just make another record while we're sitting around doing nothing. And so is that something that, so that Steve goes, he records the drum tracks, you guys get the drum tracks, you then put your bass stuff over, like, how does recording with you guys kind of spread out? You and Roger there, Steve here, and then um, there's another member, right? There's like... Right, yeah. So what ended up happening was, after the first Alligators record, um, Bear, Bear just stopped talking to Steve and I, basically. So um, <laughs> that's a whole different story, but... Gotcha. Um, uh, so we thought, well, the, the Alligators was just a side project anywhere, just a collection of recordings, and, and that was done. We did it. And then here comes the pandemic, and um, Roger had a friend, Reese, who had been he'd done music with in the past, who was a big Alligators fan. He's like, oh, man, I'd love to if you guys ever, if you guys ever um, tour or do live shows, and um, you know, let me know if you need a guitar player. I'd love to do it. And so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, we, we don't talk to Bear anymore. So... Um, Anyways, he ended up through the pandemic also reaching out saying, hey, why don't you guys do another Alligators record? And I've got some ideas and this would be fun. He's kind of like the, he's kind of the guy that ignited the idea of doing another thing. And so um, when it came time to actually doing it, um, it was pretty simple process. Um, that's how we did all the Alligator stuff was I'd write the songs and I didn't want the other guys in the band to have too much time with those songs so they can't overthink it and overplay it. I just wanted it to be real, real. I felt like that's how it was back in the early 80s when the, when bands would do They weren't good enough to, to make it sound, you know what I mean? Like, you only get a couple tries at this. Right, right. right. Um, Vocals always last, one take. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wanted to keep that same sort of energy. Um, so with this last record that just happened, um, it was I called up Steve and said, hey, we're going to do another Alligators record called Paul Miner up, booked some studio time. We went in there one night. I drove out there, met with Steve. I showed him the songs. 
he played on drums on we recorded the rehearsal piece of it so he can hear it back and i could hear it back if i wanted to make any changes then then uh the next day i recorded it. i recorded the guitar track as a scratch and it's not a scratch track it's like the second guitar track um and then the bass and drums and then fly in reese he'll record his guitar tracks on it and then i'll drive out there with roger and we'll do vocals 